When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can follow me at, or find me, at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34 on Twitter. Happy to hear any comments, thoughts, feedback on the show or ideas for future shows. Please hit me up, uh, send me a DM. And love to hear from everybody. Also, if you are not already following our a couple of uh, Twitter feeds we here have have here at Sports Ethos. I highly recommend following us at Ethos Wagering. That's E T H O S Wagering on Twitter. You get our free play of the day there. You'll get comments from our handicappers, various games inputs uh, throughout the days throughout the day. And the other one, if you're a fantasy basketball fan, one of the best news and information uh, sources out there is our Twitter handle. It's Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed you will find. Get all the NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. So, um... Going to jump right into the boards tonight. We've got seven games in the NBA, uh, 28, I think, in college basketball. I think there's 11 in the NHL. None that I really find all that attractive because of the crazy lines, but uh, we'll touch on a bit of everything today. So, uh, jumping right into the NBA, we have seven games. Start, night starts off in Detroit, uh, where the Pistons are hoping to welcome back Jeremiah Grant and Kelly Olenek. So that should uh, improve their fortunes. They've been hot and cold all year long, playing a little better lately. Uh, but they're hosting the Pelicans. So New Orleans is in town. New Orleans is on the second night of back-to-back road games. They lost to Cleveland 93-90 last night. I think they were uh, four-and-a-half-point dogs. So they covered that spread um, and went, went well under the total of 223.5. Anyways, New Orleans is at Detroit tonight. Uh, Detroit favored by a point and a half. And total 216 and a half. I'm actually on Detroit here, minus one and a half. Uh, the key in this game, I'm, I'm going to be on Detroit regardless. Um, but if you are betting this game, watch to see if um, Ingram's in the game for New Orleans. Him and Hart are questionable. If Brandon Ingram's in the game, this should be a tighter game. My model's actually got the Pistons favored by about four. That's uh, even with Ingram probably playing. Uh, so that line get, might get a little tighter. But right now, Detroit's favored by one and a half. Ingram and Hart are questionable uh, for the Pistons. Grant and Olenek are expected back. So I think that has to give them a boost. Even if they're unlimited minutes, Grant hasn't played, I don't think, all year. And Olenek's been out for a few months, a couple months at least. So they'll probably be on a limit restriction. But with Cade Cunningham rolling the way he's playing, uh, I don't think it adds to the Pistons and maybe it spurs them to get a bit of a run uh, here as we pass through the midpoint. So on the Pistons, minus one and a half at home against the Pels. The next game is in Milwaukee, the defending champs 
host the Washington Wizards. Milwaukee's favored by 11, total 229. I've got Milwaukee about an eight-point favorite. So if anything, I'd, I would lean to Washington. Um, Bradley Beal is out for Washington. That's why I'm probably off this game. Uh, I might pull a trade later on Washington, but I think with Beal out, it comes into question. I just have a hard time laying 11 points for the Bucks. They are so... I mean, they're still a dominant team, but they look like they're kind of coasting through the regular season to me. So I may not be up to uh, putting in the effort to really blow a team out. 11 points, even at home, is a large spread. Uh, a big number to lay in the NBA. Uh, the next game is Miami Heat travel to Toronto. This is a rematch of Saturday's tri- triple overtime um, thriller in which the Raptors pulled out the, the, the win. Both teams had Sunday off, and then both teams played last night. So this is a back-to-back for both. Uh, Miami was at home, they're now on the road. Toronto's on the road, they're back home tonight. The line has flip-flopped uh, a fair bit. Currently, it had it's um, Raptors minus one and a half, total two ten and a half. I've got the Raptors as slight favorites uh, in this game, so I'm not going to touch it. And the total I've got, uh, I've got two ten as the total, so two ten and a half. I'm not going to touch that either. Now Lowry is out. For Miami, the last I checked, Butler didn't play last night. Um, but for Miami, he's not on the injury report last I checked. So there's a good chance he's back in. And I think uh, that's probably what's keeping this line as close as it was. I think they opened the Raptors up by about two and a half points. So Butler's in. Um, he's, he's probably going to be the difference. And that line might even get tighter to even. So uh, Raptors minus one and a half, hosting the Heat. Total two ten and a half. I'm not going to be touching either of those lines too tight for me. Uh, the next game of the night sees Orlando travel to Chicago. Uh, Chicago's favored by eight and a half points, total 223. My number's right on eight, so a little too tight for me. Now, if I had to side one way or the other, I might side with Orlando because Lonzo Ball is still out and Caruso is out. Uh, I've just had a tough time handicapping Orlando this year, so probably not going to touch that game um, at all. Next game of the night, uh, I am on Denver, travels to Minnesota. Minnesota's four-point favorite, totals 229. I've got the T-Wolves as a little over six-point favorite. Now, the news here is that Jokic is out. So this spread has moved. I think it opened Minnesota minus one. It's jumped at least three points. Uh, By game time, it might even be closer to five. I would play this game probably up to five uh, without Jokic in Denver. Minnesota is fully healthy. They've been playing well. They're at home. Denver's in the middle of a... Uh, a road trip, a long road trip, actually. So uh, I'm on the T-Wolves, minus four, total 229. Not going to touch that with Jokic out. I'd probably lean to the under, um, but still knock me on that one. Now, the next game, and this this spread's been all over the place. Golden State uh, travels to San Antonio to play the Spurs. This is a back-to-back for the Warriors, both games on the road. Uh, this game opened last night, and even early this morning, you could have probably caught this. Uh, as the Warriors minus three with a total of 227. And now stands at San Antonio minus four. So a seven-point spread. 219.5 the total. So totals come down seven and a half points. Spurs are healthy, uh, and Golden State is not. So right now, basically, at least they're starting four, if not five, are out. Curry's out. Uh, Clay Thompson's resting. Draymond's injured. Wiggins is out tonight. Iguodala's out. And Otto Porter Jr.'s out. So... Uh, with, I mean, Golden State's done this a few times this year. They've basically almost thrown a game and just say, you know, we're just going to play our G League guys. Uh, which I'm, I'm on the Spurs. Uh, I wasn't originally, 
even at Golden State minus three, it wasn't on this game. Uh, the Spurs are a funny team to me, hard to handicap. They're at home, so they're going to be playing a little better. Uh, but with all those guys out, I'm actually on the Spurs at minus four. Uh, so Spurs minus four against Golden State. And the last game that I should be a really good game, I think, as long as everybody is playing who's supposed to play. Brooklyn travels to Phoenix. Phoenix is a six-point favorite, total 229.5. My model's 5.8 uh, for, for Phoenix, so I'm not going to touch this. Uh, total is about 220, so I'm well under the total, but you never know when these two teams play. So uh, the Suns are six-point favorite, 229.5 total. Now, for Brooklyn, uh, Kevin Durant's out, obviously, because he's injured. Aldridge has been ruled out. Harden is probable, and it's a road game, so Kyrie Irving's playing. So if you have Harden and Irving playing... I think they have the ability to keep this game close, uh, certainly within the six or around the six. Uh, on the flip side, Phoenix is, has Aiton and Crowder listed as probable. Now, neither of those guys have played for uh, the past week to 10 days. If Aiton is out and Harden and Irving are in, um, I might actually lean towards taking Brooklyn, uh, catching the six points. But if everybody is playing, so Harden's playing, uh, and Irving, yes, he's already playing. But if Harden's in, uh, Aiton's in, and Crowder's in, uh, this game is definitely a fade. Uh, I like Phoenix. I like them to win. Uh, but with Kyrie and James Harden on the floor, you never know. And I don't really want to lay six points. Uh, so I'm on three games tonight. I'm on Detroit minus a point and a half at home against New Orleans. Minnesota minus four uh, at home against Denver. And San Antonio minus four against the beat-up Golden State Warriors. So some interesting games, seven in total, a few uh, that I think would be quite interesting to watch. Moving on to the NBA, not a huge slate for a Tuesday night, 26 games, but some really good, I think some great, interesting games. Uh, I start off at 6 p.m. Boston College is in Vir- at Virginia. Virginia is minus nine, 118 and a half the total. Uh, I think Virginia wins this, but I, I can never lay nine points with Virginia, um, even if they're playing a team that they should beat easily. They just play, still play slow. Um, they're not as strong defensively, but they're not as strong. That's the thing. They're not as strong as they used to be defensively. Uh, so a few years ago, you might feel more comfortable laying this. And you see that by the 118.5 total. They still play slow. They still play well defensive, on the defensive end, but they're not as strong as they used to be. So I can see Boston. If I had to pick, I'd, I'd pick Boston College here to cover. Uh, I would give them maybe a five or six point uh, spread, not a full nine. Uh, Creighton travels to UConn. UConn's been playing well. Creighton's been a bit of an enigma. UConn's a 10.5 point favorite, 135 is a total. Uh, I have a hard time laying 10.5 in the Big East, uh, even with Creighton struggling. I think they got a big win last week in Connecticut playing well. Uh, if I had, I, I'm not on this game, but if I had to lean one way, I'd be with the Blue Jays. They're much better at home in Omaha, but. Um, I think laying 10 and a half against the UConn team, who's probably thinking this game's a, a layup, no pun intended. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be on UConn. I'd definitely be on Creighton. Uh, scrolling down, uh, Davidson is at St. Bonaventure. Now, uh, this is the first game I'm on, this A-10 battle. Uh, Davidson comes in number one in the A-10, and the Bonnies are number four. And what I've said is the uh, underachieving Bonnies. I don't really... Uh, well, the three points favorites because they're at home. So basically what the market's saying is in a neutral site, this is probably a coin flip game. So I'm on Davidson plus three, and I'm on the over of 136 and a half. Uh, and here's why. So when it comes to three-point shooting, Davidson is the fourth best team in the country at 40.7%. Um, it's rough, roughly 35% of their shots uh, are three-point shots which is the 80th in the country, so well above the average. There's 358 colleges colleges in the country. (coughs) Excuse me. 
They are the 80th. They are, they're number 80 when it comes to number, uh, three-point shots that they make in a game. Now, why that's interesting is because the Bonnies do not defend the three ball well. They give up 35.2% of three balls. Uh, that's number 263 in the country. So Davidson is the fourth best shooting three-point team in the country. They shoot at the 80th most in the country out of 358 teams. And the Bonnies defend at the 263rd worst in the country. So a lot of three balls should be put up. A lot of points should be put up. Um, the flip side of that, the Bonnies are not the greatest three-point shooting team. Uh, they only hit 32%, which is 251st in the country. Um, Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And Davidson's decent defending against it. Bonnie's tend to shoot a lot more uh, two-point shots. So uh, not really something I'm worried about on that end. But I think the fact that Davidson likes to shoot, is good at it from the three from beyond the arc, and the Bonnies don't defend it, leads to more points uh, and, and could lead to the cover. Also, when it comes to free throw percentage, both these teams are very good at free throws. So right now, Davidson is number 15 in the country at 78.1%. And St. Bonaventure is number 21 in the country at 77.6%. So if this game is close, which I think it will be in the end, there'll be late game fouls. The clock will stop. There's a few extra points on the board. I'm over the 136.5 total. Uh, when it comes to points, both these teams have been scoring a fair bit. Um, Davidson's averaging just under 77 points a game, giving up just under 67. Uh, the Bonnies are averaging 70.6 points per game and giving up just under 68 points per game. So the team that used to pride itself on slow, controlled, defensive basketball, St. Bonaventure, is not really, uh, is playing slow and controlled, but they're not holding other defenses uh, down like they did last year. Uh, and, they're, and they're scoring a few more points uh, as well. Now, the fact of the matter is with the Bonnies, and I've said this before, if you listen to the show, they basically play five guys. I think they're, maybe they go to one or two guys in their bench. It's unbelievable. This late in the season, you know, you're in the heart of the A-10. They, they were, I imagine, thinking they have a good chance to win the A-10. Imagine they still think they have a chance to win the tournament. But they were in the March Madness last year after winning the A-10. And they just don't play a deep enough bench. You can't play five guys and, and, and sprinkle in one or two others um, if, you want to, if you want to go for a run uh, at this stage in the A-10. So they've been struggling lately. I've been off them. That's why I'm on Davidson here, and that's why I'm on the over. Um, when it comes to overs, Davidson's been pretty good. They're 12-7 and seven to the over, six of their last nine. And surprisingly, the Bonnies, eight of their last 12 games have gone over. Six of their last nine as well. So they started as an under team, and they flipped that out and see here. Eight of their last 12 games have gone to the over. So again, I'm on Davidson plus three, and the total 136.5, I'm on the over of that. Also at 7 p.m., you have Kansas going to Iowa State. I think this would be a great game. Um... Iowa State's currently at home, one and a half point underdog, total 135.5. If I had to lean here, it's hard to win uh, in Iowa State. Now, Kansas hasn't been playing great lately. Well, they, well they've been playing very well lately, but as far as what they expect or what people are expecting from Kansas, 
Uh, they've been struggling a little at a, at a weekend game against Kentucky where they struggled in. Um, so they are, as I said, favorites on the road, but it's never easy going into Iowa State. If I had to pick a side here, I'd probably be in Iowa State. If this were closer to two and a half or three, I'd definitely be in Iowa State. But a, but a one and a half, get, catching one and a half at home, still a little too tight for me because I do think Kansas could win this game. Uh, then we travel to Big Ten country, also at 7 o'clock. Michigan State goes into Maryland. Michigan State is four-point favorite at Maryland, total 137.5. Not on this game, but if I had to pick, I'd probably take Sparty. Um, Maryland has played a little better recently. And um, Michigan State has been kind of hot and cold, but seemed to be rounding into form a little better. Had a good game against Illinois last last week. They lost, but they, they covered. I think it was about a six or seven point spread, and they ended up losing by a couple, so they covered. Uh, and this is kind of time of the year where Tom Izzo's team usually gets rolling as they head into March Madness. So... Problem is, it's a Big Ten game, and it's on the road. Maryland's no rollover at home, although they're probably not going to be making the tournament this year unless they go for a big run in the in the Big Ten tournament. But I would take Sparty minus four, but it's still a little too tight for me. Uh, and we can move to Rutgers, also a 7 p.m. game. Rutgers at Northwestern. Northwestern five-point favorite, total 132.5. This game's just too close to call for me. I would lean Northwestern. Rutgers is not good away from the rack. And Northwestern is a decent team at home. And Northwestern's a plucky kind of team. They're just good enough to upset some teams. They're good enough to stay in games. So I think at home, five points is a little too many to lay. If this were like three, three and a half, I'd be, uh, I'd be on Northwestern for sure. Uh, but that's why it's a stay away for me. Moving along, we get another 7 p.m. game in the East. Uh, Texas A&M travels to Tennessee. Now, I'm actually surprised at this line. Tennessee's 11-point favorite, and 131.5 is the total. Uh, I think Tennessee well, Tennessee should be favored. Uh, but I don't think A&M's that far off them. You get an SEC matchup. Tennessee's been hot and cold, coached by Rick Barnes, who uh, is a good coach, but I don't think he's a great coach, especially when it comes to the X's and O's. And I think laying 11 points, even at home, is just too much. Uh, I see A&M keeping this within maybe three possessions. So, you know, seven, eight point game. Uh, I would take A&M on the road, um, but I don't have enough confidence to pull that, uh, pull that trigger. The next game, Toledo is at Eastern Michigan. Toledo's a 10 and a half point favorite on the road. I like the Rockets. I've, I've been on them a number of times. They made me some money this year and I was close to playing this game, but 10 and a half is just too many to lay. Uh, if anything, I would probably I'd probably be on the Eastern Michigan side. So this this game's a stay away for me. Uh, 8 p.m. in the East, North Carolina travels to Louisville um, for an ACC matchup. North Carolina comes in three and a half point favorite, although the line's only at minus 105 uh, and total 145. This game's a stay away for me because I think North Carolina is a better team. Louisville just uh, fired their coach a couple games ago. Have not played great since, so they didn't really get that post. Uh, termination boost uh, that sometimes you see. Um, but North Carolina's just been so inconsistent. Total 145. I, if anything, I would lean the under. North Carolina seems to play better at home and can roll over some bad teams at home. But when they get out in the road, a little more questionable. Maybe they focus on defense a little more. Uh, I, I don't have a feeling in either way in this game. I think North Carolina is a better team. Uh, they could come out and win by 20, but they could also come out and lose by 10. So anything I'd lean the under of 145. Uh, Big East matchup, matchup, Seton Hall travels to Georgetown. Uh, the 
Seton Hall is favored by seven and a half, total 149 and a half. This should be an interesting game. Georgetown's in a down year, not looking good. Seton Hall should win this game. But again, a Big East game between two uh, old rivals. Seven and a half just seems a little f- too much for me to lean. If I had to lean one way or the other, I would probably look to the under in this game. 149 and a half could be a tight game. If Seton Hall were favored by five, five and a half, I would look to them. But at this line, it's uh, it's at this much, it's a fade for me. The next game I am on is Alabama at Auburn, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the number one ranked Tigers are six and a half point favorites. 156 and a half is the total. Now, I went back and forth in this game. I don't like laying uh, six and a half when you're looking at two good SEC game uh, SEC teams. Um, but I came to the Auburn side because Alabama has played well um, recently. They had a big win on the weekend over Baylor, 87 to 78 at home. Um, but when I looked a little deeper, they've been wildly inconsistent and struggled on the road. They've lost to Memphis. They lost to Memphis by 14 points, uh, 92-78. They lost to Missouri by 6, 92-86. And they lost at Georgia also by 6, 82-76. So to go on the road and lose at Memphis who's a team that has not been playing well and struggled this year. And then to lose to Mizzou and Georgia on the road, those are not good SEC teams this year. Um, That raises some red flags for me. Now, Auburn's 20-1. and They won 17 straight. Um, Some stats I dug up, too. When it comes to three-point shooting, you look immediately and it favors Alabama. They... they, Oh, no, sorry. It doesn't favor Alabama. Pardon me. Um... Auburn shoots 33.3% of three points. So that's number 185 in the country. Slightly below average. But but in Alabama, they shoot 31%, number 288 in the country. And Auburn is the 79th best three-point D in the country. So they don't shoot well from beyond the arc, and Auburn's pretty good defending. Uh, Auburn doesn't shoot well from beyond the arc, but Alabama's not great defending that. So tick mark in Auburn's favor. When it comes to two-point field goals, uh, Alabama hits 57.7, which is the sixth best in the country. So Alabama is very strong inside the arc, but Auburn defends well. They're the 12th best team in the country defending the two ball. Uh, on the flip side, Auburn shoots 53.3 from inside the arc, 63rd best in the country. Alabama does not defend well. They are the 207, 207th ranked team defending uh, the two-point field goal. So leads me to believe Auburn's got... Uh, an advantage in three-point shots. Auburn's got an advantage on two-point shots. Um, they've been rolling lately. As I said earlier, won 17 straight. It's a little high. I would much prefer this line to be about five, four and a half, five. Uh, but I just like the way Auburn's playing, and I, I, I'm not sure anybody can get in their way. Can Alabama keep this within the number, perhaps? Um, but I like the Tigers to roll, uh, continue to roll at home. So no roll tied tonight. Uh, Mississippi, another great SEC game. Mississippi travels to, travels to LSU. I think it's going to be a great game. Travels to LSU. LSU is favored by 12 and a half, total 127 and a half. Uh, the way LSU is playing right now, I don't think anybody can, I can't lay 12 and a half with them. Xavier Pinson is back, so they should get some scoring back. If anything, I would go over the 127 and a half. LSU is a great defense and has been playing a lot of games the under, although their last few went to the over because, sorry, um, They've had a couple of overs recently, but now with Pinson back, there's a good chance that they they could uh, put up a few points. I think Mississippi keeps this game close. You know, not close that they're going to win, but I certainly think they keep it within single digits. If I had to take a side, I would take Mississippi catching 12 and a half points. 
later on at nine again at nine p.m. though later in the evening uh, another Big East or, pardon me Big East Big Ten game Nebraska travels to Michigan Michigan's a fifteen point favorite one forty two and a half is the total Michigan's been playing better but Michigan's been uh, hot and cold this year and who knows what team you get coming with Nebraska coming in you know they think this they've got this game one already. Laying 15 points is a little but much for me. If they're on, if they're going hard all game, if Juwan Howard doesn't go to the bench uh, in the second half, then sure, they could cover this 15 points. But uh, if they're not, they've had some turnover problems. If somebody is not scoring behind Hunter Dickinson, he tends the team tends to go the way... Uh, go as he goes but they need some secondary scoring if they're not getting that i still think they win easy by eight ten points um but but nebraska uh could put up a bit of a challenge they're not going to win but i think laying 15 points is a little little too many uh another game the last game that i'm on uh in the ncaa providence travels to st john's at 9 p.m in the east providence is a two and a half point underdog total 146 uh, I've been on Providence a few times. I still think the Friars are underrated. I still think they're flying under the radar uh, with a lot of sports betters. They're 18-2 and two overall, 8-1 and one, uh, in the Big East, playing very well. Now, these two teams did play on uh, early January at Providence. Providence won 83-73, so they won by 10. Certainly don't expect that, and the market doesn't expect that as they're two-and-a-half-point underdogs right now. Uh, In that game, though, it's interesting to note that from inside the arc, Providence shot 24 of 37, so 649. Ridiculous number. Um, While while St. John's shot 25 of 51, so just 429, well below their season average. Uh, And then when it comes to free throws, Providence shot 867, so 26 of 30. And... St. John's shot 8 of 17, so four, uh, 47.1%. Sorry, yeah. 26 of 30 they shot, so 86.7% for Providence. And St. John's shot 8 of 17, so 47.1%. So clearly, on the road, you're sorry, at home, Providence was shooting well, shot the lights out, and St. John's struggled. So you can kind of see that flipping. You can see uh, Providence's... Uh, uh, two-point shots and free throws maybe coming down a little you can see the johnnies uh, improving their numbers a bit as well but i don't think you're going to flip that from a 10-point providence win to a two and a half point providence win um providence as i said are eight 18 and two their only two losses on the season were was a neutral court game against virginia and at marquette uh, that's their one big east loss as well they've won at it so they're on the road tonight they are they've already won in the Big East at Xavier, at DePaul, at Connecticut, and earlier in the year they won at Wisconsin. So uh, I think that they've proven they can win in the road. It's not as daunting a task to them as to many others. Uh, and then a few stats that I did dig up in regards to three-point shots. So right now, St. John's uh, hits 34.5 of their three-point shots, 124th in the country. So above average, not great, but above average. Providence's defense is the 91st best in the country. So they're pretty decent at stopping the three ball. Uh, On the flip side of that, you have Providence from three-point land shooting 33.5. So 178, slightly worse. Um, Slightly worse than St. John's, so not a great three-point shooting team. But the Johnnies are terrible defending the three ball. The the 317th team defending the three-point shot in the country. 
So a slight lean, I mean, neither team is great. Neither team shoots a ton of three-point shots, but a slight lean towards Providence, more, uh, pretty much just because St. John's defense is so bad against the three-point shots, and Providence's defense is pretty good. And then also, if this game is going to be a close game, and I think it will be, Providence's favorite on the road, uh, you're going to get a lot of free throws uh, late in the game when fouling starts, clock stopped. And this also favors the Friars. So free throw, free throw percentage for Providence, 73.2%. 116th in the country. Above average, not great, but good. Uh, the alarming number here, though, is for St. John's. They only hit 65.8% of their free throws. 326th in the country. So while they only shot 47.1 in their last game at Providence, they're only shooting 65.8 on the season anyways. So... I think, uh, if anything, I would say maybe the wrong team's favorite. Providence is plus 125 in the money line. Uh, But they're on the road. Big East game. They're always tough. I'm happy to take the two and a half points uh, with the Friars um, tonight at St. John's. Another game which would be very exciting to watch, and I'll definitely be tuning into this one. uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, Texas travels to Texas Tech. Texas Tech is favored by four and a half points. Total is 122 and a half. 122 and a half is a low number, but these two teams are, especially Tech at home, are very good on defense. Uh, the thing here is Chris Beard was Texas Tech's coach. He's left and went to Texas, so it's a bit of a, the guy who just left us is coming home. Texas Tech is playing very well, and I'm not really sure what side to be on. I like Texas. They've been hot and cold. Uh, Chris Beard has done a pretty good job. I think he'll do a great job there, but Texas Tech is still playing well. They've had some big wins. They're at home. Pretty solid game. I can't touch this game. And the 122 and a half, that total is just too low for me. Uh, when we go to the West Coast late at night, 10, 10 Eastern, we have Cal traveling to Stanford. Stanford's a five-point favorite, 129 and a half. If anything, I would probably lean to Stanford. Uh, I'm not really a fan of either of these teams when it comes to wagering. I just struggle with both of both these Pac-12 teams. Uh, Stanford's a better team, I think, though, at home. So catching or laying the five points, probably uh, not a bad not a bad play there, but I'm going to stay away from it. So that's about it for me in college basketball. When we get to the NHL, there's some interesting games for sure. The Leafs are in, New- in Jersey in the back-to-back uh, home and away. The Leafs are minus 250. The Devils, you can catch them at plus 210. Might be some value there in the Devils. Uh, I would pick the Leafs to win, but you never know. But at plus 210, it might be some uh, some value on back-to-back going home, catching the Leafs, napping a little. Uh, you've got the Kraken in Boston. Boston's two, minus 270. Uh, I, like the Bo- I like the Bruins. Not at that price. Uh, on the puck line, they're minus one and a half. So that's a minus one and a half. They'd have to win by two goals. You get plus 100. That's maybe something I could look at, uh, but not touching that one. And nothing else really appeals to me. Good, uh, what I think will be a good game is Washington travels to Pittsburgh tonight. Washington's plus 145. Depends who finally had their win streak broken. Uh, or minus 165. Might be some value in the Capitals there. Um, yeah, like I said many times, when you got a Vetchkin on your team, you can pretty much beat anybody in any given night. These these two teams have been rivals since Crosby and Ovechkin came into the league. So they're not going to take each other lightly. I could see the Caps pulling out a road win. Unlikely, but uh, when you're catching plus 145, probably not a bad... Um, uh, probably not some ba- Probably some value there, pardon me. 
Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot. I mean, the big games at the end of the night are Arizona travels to, not the big games, but the what, what should be the easy wins. Arizona travels to Colorado. Colorado's minus 600. Uh, you catch Arizona for plus 450. They almost beat the Avalanche a couple weeks ago. I think they went to a shootout, and they've pulled out some pretty big wins lately. Beat the Leafs last week. Uh, then you've got Buffalo traveling to Vegas. Vegas is minus 500. Uh, Buffalo's plus 375. Can't touch this one either. Um, but if you're looking for an upset, I'd probably more go towards Arizona beating the Avalanche. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but at plus 450, uh, it's a bit of a lottery ticket. So nothing for me. There are 11 games in the NHL. Some good, interesting games, but uh, nothing that screams value that I wanted to jump on tonight. So... Um, before I go, though, a couple uh, things I wanted to mention to you. One of our new partners, um, Ethos, is Thrive Fantasy. Uh, Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or go to thrivefantasy.com. Use the code Ethos when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props. The biggest names playing every night across multiple sports, score points when the props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And if you want info on props or uh, if you're going to Thrive Fantasy and you want, want a little more, especially when it comes to basketball, check out our Ethos DFS team uh, and our podcast for great advice on the winners. Again, the code is Ethos, E-T-H-O-S, over at ThriveFantasy.com. And finally, before I go, I want to remind you uh, of our buddies over at manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. Also, check out the guys at mybookie.ag if you're looking for another sports book. A great, um, great site to use, mybookie.ag. Use the code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonus there as well. So hope everybody enjoys their Tuesday. Lots of fun games across basketball and the NHL. And uh, we will catch you tomorrow. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.